Hey there, Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to the Barardo Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Barardo, where we talk about health, happiness, and anything else that's important to us humans. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast by visiting thebarardo.com or just click the little subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast. And be sure to check out my Instagram at thebarardo for all the latest videos and content. Thanks so much and enjoy the episode. It's just, just funny. It's, it's funny. You know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. going on i told you i'd be back see you probably didn't believe me i'm glad you guys are tuning in and you're being patient with me Uh, i do ask you to subscribe if you have not already Uh, i continue to put out uh, at least one episode a week i'm trying to put out more but you know with my new job it's been uh, it's been a little crazy so be patient with me i got a lot of fun guests coming up like my guest today uh, ben mangum we're gonna get into the episode in a bit but you know, Ben and I go way back. He actually filmed our wedding, and I cut up the video. And um, I've pretty much been there, and he's been there since I started my podcast. And I've I've been with him on his journey as he started his business, uh, Blueprint Productions, which is located in Florida. He'll he will come to you. He will take your business to the next level. Uh, really good dude. Great content creator. Where he's great at photo, uh, video, and then of course he creates video cards for businesses uh, all over Florida, but really good dude. So we're going to uh, talk about content and where content is going, what the hell's been going on out there with TikTok and Instagram and uh, running a business and you know all that jazz. Where do we see this going? And you know, is this good for us, right? Is creating content uh, or even consuming content, right? Because we're all consuming content whether you're on Facebook for five minutes or you're on Instagram for an hour or you're on TikTok all day like I am uh, when I'm not working <laughs> but because it's so addicting. But, you know, we talk a lot about that, and it's an overall really uh, fun educational podcast, and there's some great nuggets in there. So I think you're going to get a kick out of it. Let me know what you think, and be sure to follow Ben. His Instagram and all that stuff is in the description below. But before we get into today's episode, I do want to thank our sponsors over at Superfat. Super fat, you think I, I forgot about these guys? No, I don't. If you, you know, I'm obsessed with these nut butters. Uh, I at least try to have uh, a couple scoops uh, once a day. Keto cookie bites are fantastic for like a little dessert, a little guilt-free dessert because they're keto-friendly. And a lot of the products are actually vegan-friendly as well. So they have some great keto brownie mix and pancake mix that the wife and I indulge in every now and again. We even have a couple of videos where we made... Uh, some of their keto brownie mixes uh, for the holidays. So uh, a lot of fun, all that's available on YouTube, by the way. But super fat is so great because you can have all the guilty pleasures without the actual guilt. You can crave that sweet tooth uh, with super fat. All you got to do is go to superfat.com, use the code Berardo10. Because you're listening to the podcast, you're going to get 10% off anything they have on their website. Again, go to superfat.com for that discount. And I also want to thank our friends over at Rainforest Bowls. You guys don't know Rainforest Bowls? Come on. Rainforest Bowls is is great because not only do they have really cool, just good-looking kitchenware that you can pick up, you know, silverware, bowls, plates, wine glasses, coffee mugs, whatever, but they have all types of great kitchenware that's not only going to make your kitchen look really cool, but it's all eco-friendly. So they actually take 
coconut shells and wood cutoffs that typically would just get burnt or thrown away or just tossed in the Amazon somewhere. But they actually take these and they repurpose them and they create all these utensils and bowls and all this fun stuff out of these coconut shells and wood cutoffs. So every single purchase that you make, you know not only it's eco-friendly, but it's also going to go back into planting more trees. Every single bowl that you purchase is going to go to planting a coconut tree seed. So you can be confident to know that uh, your purchase is going to a good cause. And Rainforest Bowl is just doing some some really great stuff. So it's really cool, and uh, you can learn more at rainforestbowls.com. But if you want a discount, uh, you can actually get 20% off your purchase by using the code the Barardo. And um, again, you know, every purchase is going to go to a good cause. So I encourage you to at least check out what they have. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. They have a lot of cool stuff. So you'll enjoy that. Uh, but thank you, Rainforest Bowls. Thank you, Super Fat. And uh, thank you all who continue to purchase uh, using my discount code because obviously it helps support the podcast, but it helps support these great companies that uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in. I use these products. If you follow me, you know that I do. And I wouldn't promote something that I don't believe. Uh, check those cats out, and I'll leave the links in the description below. Uh, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Everyone, please help me welcome Ben Mangum. I appreciate hopping on. So this isn't, you know, because I've... Content, content, content. <laughs> Put out the content. No, but I, I've done... I've done a few podcasts here and there. I've had a couple guests on since I started this new gig. Man, I've just been so busy. Like, the only time I could do it is either after work or, like, on the weekends. And, you know, it's just been it's been crazy, so I haven't had the time to really do it. I've had to back out, like, of so many different podcasts. I've had a couple guests on, uh, mm. or, excuse me, booked. And then I just couldn't do it because, of, you know, they want to do it at, like, noon on a Tuesday or whatever. It's just is a there a topic that's been on your mind lately that you want to talk about? Like some kind of personal development type thing? I think the the one thing for me in particular, especially like as, you know, the pandemic's kind of like calming down a little bit, sort of. But like we've been at places together and events and, and restaurants and all that. And things are starting to get a little bit normal. What's weird to me is like from a content standpoint, it's almost better to create a lot. Like we always talk about create, 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 and do what you can to create. But then now there's just so much stuff out there and people are getting flooded, you know, with so much information and we're getting like so sensitive, I feel like as a, as a population, as a race. And that's kind of what I want to dip into a little bit. Like how, how quality does your content have to be? Is it more, you know, quantitative and it has to be like more the merrier or, you know, does there need to be a little bit of quality because now people are consuming content more than ever. So it's not like we want to, you know, you hear all these like articles and, shit about people getting canceled and cancel culture and all that stuff. And it's, it's funny because would that happen if we didn't have phones? Probably not. You know, if we start canceling people, now we're telling people what they can and can't create. So is that hurting the, the creation process? And is there too much thing as too much content or should it be quality? Like I'm just kind of, it's fascinating. To who are we, uh, well, I was, I was just going to say like, who are we talking to? Like people who want to do their own thing or like, business owners or i mean dude what's going on right like what's i don't know who are we talking about like i'm kind of talking about <laughs> right like who i mean who's who's the audience i mean me i kind of look at it like it, it could be everybody you know it could yeah. be businesses it could be because you know now it's just so weird i mean even just the past two years man i mean you know imagine how many millionaires have been created just off tiktok in 18 months know. in 18 months 
Hundreds. I'm not sure how many. Yeah. Hundreds. It's crazy. It's hundreds of people. And they're putting out all this content so they could do this. But, you know, then you kind of look at it like, well, okay, so once they get big, now they're going to be under the microscope. And who's going to mm. be judging them? What companies content are... Content creators. Yeah, okay. like what com- what companies are telling us what to create and what not to create? And are we in kind of this weird this weird spot from a create Because it wasn't like this just two years ago, you know? It's interesting. I'm just kind of like, that's what I've been thinking about lately because, you know, I just hit... I had millions of views on TikTok on some stupid videos. And we were talking mm-hmm. about this the other night when we were at dinner. Uh, you know, I'm thinking like as much quality content that I think I put out, you know, there's just so much out there. It's like our creators being, are they able to have this outlet to actually express themselves the way they want to? Or are they conforming to what gets the most views because that's how you become famous? And is that hurting yeah. the creation process? You know, yeah, that's how I look at it. For sure. Yeah. You feel it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're not yeah, recording right now, are you? Oh, or... yeah. Yeah, we've been recording. Oh, you are? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I would have been way more engaged. I thought I, well, would... <laughs> I thought I thought it was just it was just you allowing me to rant my own Tony self that I always do or I just go off. I thought you were <laughs> pre-framing what we were going to talk about. <laughs> nah. You know me, bro, just Oh my record. god, that's funny. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that I've been like lacking hard on content. It's been like a month or like 3 weeks at least since I've like gotten in front of the camera and and I think that may be a good argument to where someone will be like, "Well, if you're so focused on quality, maybe it's hindering you from from going and creating, so maybe you're focused too much." And then there are mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of like picking a trending song like on TikTok or a sound and then just like mm-hmm. doing something just because you're going to get views alone. But I feel like you can still make something silly if it's genuine to you. Like That's right. the rat thing that you did. It's like, it's not like you copied something just to. Just to do you it. Know. Right. But that's the part where it's just like, okay, like we get it. Cause there's just so, <laughs> there's so many people that just take the sound and they do it. And it's like, that didn't take any effort. So it's. You did nothing. Yeah. I also think this affects a lot of like what we do on a daily basis you know when you go out to a restaurant or if you're going to your favorite fast food chain or you're going to a sports game or whatever and all the employees imagine the shitty because i don't have a shitty job i I like to think i have a good job and of course oh speaking of which what you drinking there bud is that a focus that crisp apple Ooh, have you tried this one is this the first time I have tried it. It's really good. Yeah. Crisp apples, my guys. Straight from Granny Smith, you feel me? I feel yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah. But you know, that's that's a good segue. So yeah, you know, starting this new job, like I love what I do now. It's it's just so much fun and it's cool to work for a company that I believe in and I believe in the product. But you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, don't work at jobs they like. You know, maybe their jobs suck and then they go home and they drown their sorrows in their phone and they look at all these folks that are like you know, like I follow a couple of these guys that started on TikTok just right when the pandemic started and they started doing movie reviews and trailer reactions and all this stuff on TikTok. And now they're super famous with millions of followers. And Marvel Studios flew these guys out, a group of like 10 influencers that don't know each other. And they flew out, they collaborated, and they watched The Eternals, which is the new Marvel movie. And they watched The Eternals live premiere with all the celebrities interviewing them. These are kids that two years ago 
they worked part-time at a fast food chain. So that's what's kind of scary, right? It's like you have your dead-end job, quote-unquote, and I'm only saying that just, you know, on a broad. In general. In general. Yeah. But you have this job that you don't like, and you're half-assing it. You're not getting paid a lot. You're working your ass off. You go home. You have no, you know, work-life balance. And then you go on your phone, and you see these guys that all they're doing is creating videos, which, you know, it's fun. They're entertaining. They entertain millions of people. But now you're the person that's cleaning the toilets at the fast food chain, and you have to see these folks hanging out with celebrities, making millions off their phone, staying on TikTok. And it's like, why don't I just do that? You know, so it's like, is the quality of of life of that janitor and their work, are they slacking on their work a little bit because they're seeing, because you have to have a lot of, you know, heart and discipline to look at that stuff and be like, bro, that's one of the million. Like when I look at LeBron James, I don't say, oh, golly jeepers, I wish I played basketball, right? He's a, yeah. he's a metahuman. He's a different beast. But, you know, these people that make millions off playing video games and, and all this stuff. I like, could have done that. Yeah, I could have done that. Like, that's a legit thing yeah. I could have done. It, took, it takes no skill. In fact, it only took more practice. And those guys just played more video games than me. And when my parents told me I need to get a real job and stop playing video games, I listened to them. And then I did get a real job. And now these fuckers that didn't listen to their parents, the rebels, they're going off at e-games and, you know, making millions just playing Call of Duty all day. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, I think it comes down to the subject matter of what you're talking about, you know, what you're creating content around. Because if you're passionate about that subject or if it's genuine to you and you, like, really enjoy watching about this stuff and then you're doing a review on it or you genuinely enjoy talking about this stuff then like yeah just keep posting and posting and posting like don't really worry too much about if it's perfect but it's like going back to the thing earlier it's not like they're just putting a sound and then like just doing a dance or whatever and it's like if you didn't if you actually dance that's cool but it seems like on their end they're doing something that's genuine to them and to some people like oh that's I could have done that. But for me, I don't really watch Marvel like that to where that wouldn't be that wouldn't be genuine to me to just go and and do that. So I think it comes down to like what you enjoy creating content around. Yeah. Exactly. No, and and the whole reason I wanted to bring this up was because A, obviously you're working for yourself, but you know, B, I also wanted to say even if that does happen, is money the most important thing we need to be worried about? You know, that's because what, what, in what entitles us to be successful? Like what, what's that, what's the one thing that proves success? And I think we get, we get clouded a little bit because of all this content that's going out and all these creators and all these influencers and all this stuff. And it's almost like, I think we forgot that we all just need to calm down, take a deep breath, relax. Everything's going to be okay. You don't have to be a millionaire to be happy. And whether that's like you said, you're creating content just to create it, that's great. But we shouldn't create content or we shouldn't do our jobs necessarily because of the money. Of course, money's important and you want to you know, work a job to where you can grow and make money and support your family. But at the end of the day, as long as we do what we love, I mean, is money that important? I think that's the that's the thing we all have to ask ourselves because that's, that's, the, that's the one thing that's kind of like, it's a little funky right now because there is so much money people are making. You know, it's the grass is greener almost. Why do we need money though? We need money to buy shit that we don't really need. 
Yeah, I think that question. I think that question is relative to who you ask and what their situation is and where they're at with everything. Because I think, yeah, once you start to make more money, it you ask questions like that, and you right. start to ask like, well, you know, okay, well, I've I've got what I want. I've got the the TV or whatever the yeah. the phone and stuff, and then you ask if, if you're happy or not, or like yeah. what the rest of your life looks like with <clears throat> happy with yourself, happy with your relationships. So that's it, a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a deep topic really. I know that sounds corny. It's so deep, but. So deep put your ass to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I had to lighten uh, the there real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it is, I don't know, man. I've just been thinking a lot lately because especially when I, I was unemployed for so long and, um, you know, I'm very fortunate because we didn't struggle with money when I wasn't working, but it's only because uh, for 15 years I was responsible. You know, like it. it's just uh, a good example would be I thought about creating a content series on YouTube uh, or maybe TikTok where it would be just two-minute clips of teaching people how to live off a $30,000 budget, like an annual income, 30 grand. And I thought that would be impactful, but then I'm also thinking to myself, that wouldn't go viral, which means I would only impact 20, 30, 40, 50 people, uh, which maybe that's enough. I don't know. But all these people that do make money and they have these platforms, I just don't see a lot of like good coming out of it. And that's kind of what's, as a creator, I think to myself, because again, we talked about this too, where, where like I've put out podcasts and clips where I get people that message me and text me and say, yo, dude, this really helped me. I changed my life because of X, Y, Z, like in a private chat, whatever. But that video has 500 views. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, well, how do I take good content that's educational and how do I get it to the masses? You know, and, and with people already having these platforms, it would be nice if I don't have to worry about that because that's stuff I enjoy talking about. And I love talking about it, but you know, it's almost like I wouldn't pay for a psychiatrist if he was a brick wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like entertain so, before you educate. Right. I guess. Yeah. I that's the key. And that's what I'm trying to do is like build up, <laughs> build up my following and my platform. And then once I get to that point, then I can kind of mold it a little bit more from an educational standpoint. But I just think it's so funny how we don't uh, we don't really think about that a lot. You know, we always want more. You know, we always, for some reason, this like the last decade has been, you know, your generation in particular. It all falls on you, Ben. It's all your fault. <laughs> but all this like hustle and you know the Gary Vee mentality, right? Just fucking do it. Just go. You know, but why? Like, what? What do we? You know, for what? What? What are you? What are you trying to do? You trying to? You open up a multi-million dollar company for what? Okay. You want to buy a couple of houses? Why do you need a couple of houses? Why do you need the five Lamborghinis? Why do you need this? Give me the why. Because what, what's the end game, right? Like how many Lamborghinis is too many Lamborghinis? Because we, we all go into the ground with no money. Are you doing it for your family? Okay. That's beautiful. That's a great story. But how many people are single making a shit ton of money that aren't doing it for their family? They're doing it you know, so they could brag and buy a bunch of shit and cool shit. And I was mainly thinking about that, again, when I was an employee, where it was like, you know, what if I didn't buy this a year ago? What if I then I would have more money? And I'm thinking, 
anything can happen at any given time and we just don't think the worst sometimes sometimes we always think so far ahead that we forget you got to plan for the now a little bit too you know what i mean and prepare for the now yeah there's a lot to that hustle culture is really i feel like it's very surface level to where like to think that they're helping people but people look at whatever you think is success like the really nice house the really nice cars uh flying private the designer clothes but you didn't take any time to learn about yourself and what makes you happy and what you really want and i think when you really start to learn more about what you want then you can start to reverse engineer and it's not like you're settling but it's like okay i can feel content or i can feel at peace with myself and my life because this is what i want compared to just wanting something because you see it on instagram yeah yeah and that, that is the that's a great point and that's kind of one thing i love about tiktok more than instagram is i feel like tiktok is a little bit more authentic in terms of like what these people actually are um so i think when you find creators on tiktok it's more genuine than maybe instagram instagram has become you know such a plethora of ads and filters and kind of like that quote unquote i mean there's a reason why there's a meme right instagram versus reality mm-hmm. that was manifested like in real time like that's real it's because there's this <laughs> perception of <laughs> instagram is not reality essentially is what that means and uh yeah you know life's tough man you know life's tough there's a lot of ups and downs that you're going to deal with and i think it's okay to get excited about those downs because those downs make you a better human i think sometimes when we think there's more good out there and there's more exciting shit and you know there's more success and if you hustle and you do this you're going to make money and you're going to get this and you're going to get you're going to be logan paul and you're going to be the instagram guy and you're going to make all this money like all that's cool but you know, it's like Macaulay Culkin. Ask him how his life was when he was famous as a kid. He's not doing too well. <laughs> it's because he didn't have time to your point, like really soak up, you know, himself and find out what he wanted to do. I bet if if you went back when he was a kid and you asked him as a kid, hey, what do you want to be? You want to be an actor your whole life? He's probably going to be like, no, I want to be, you know, a spaceman. Or I want <laughs> like when he was filming Home Alone, that wasn't his goal was to be famous. He probably just wanted to hang out with his friends and go on a skateboard and shoot the ship but now it's too late you know his whole life is that moment so is it better living through the lens of our phones uh you know are we thinking down the road is this what i really want yeah and i think it breeds a lot of comparison just social media in general because look at stuff from like a business standpoint you compare yourself to other people who seem like they're doing really well in life they've got all these clients they look really busy and you can both be successful in your own ways and you don't have to have the same like you don't have to do business the same way you know you can build your life in different ways social media creates a lot of comparison and you can look at somebody who's in the same industry as you but you don't have to build your life the same way you don't have to build the same type of business and have say the same amount of clients there's a lot of different ways that you can do things so that you know, you see the behind the scenes or you see, you know, the Instagram posts. And I mean, really that can lead to depression of just like, oh, well, I must not be that good or I must not be this or that. And I think it comes down to not knowing yourself and what you want. And then you got to be like secure in that and remember that why, why you're doing things. And that will hold you like 
you know, feel secure in what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot to that for sure. I had a, uh, I had a podcast uh, a few episodes back where I talked about mental health <clears throat> and I kind of read off, you know, uh, like 10 steps on how to improve mental health. And a lot of it was, you know, disconnecting from, from social media. It's uh, it, it's a lot and it's not just a lot like mentally to handle. Like when you see those celebrities, cause it's, it's way different now. Like when you think about, and you're, you're old enough to where you can appreciate this, but me, you know, because I'm 36, I mean, I go back to like the nineties of, we used to watch celebrities on TV and you only saw a certain amount of celebrities and videos and stuff like, so it's not like there was such a, but there wasn't really like a need. It's like, I, I don't want to be those celebrities because I only saw a few of them. It was few and far between. It wasn't, but now you see everybody. You see people that are famous, people that aren't famous. You see people with filters and not filters. You see, don't body shame people if they're over 140 pounds, but if they're less than 140 pounds, they're anorexic. If they're 110, like there's so much information. So like much every, yeah. It's every day, right? Like, and one thing I did in particular, and that's why I'm really trying to focus more on like my mental health. Like I got this ice bath that I'm doing and we're going to get a sauna. We're going to do more yoga and we're just going to kind of like disconnect because it's going to get to the point, especially with Zuckerberg announcing this shit with Meta. Did you hear about all this? Mm -hmm. Jesus, bro. So this clown's yeah. like, hey, listen, this phone is not enough. You know what we need to do? We need to put it on your face. Live and in yeah. a virtual reality. And you need to go home. And when you go home and you wake up in the morning, you put on your fucking VR, your Oculus. Of course, it's got to be an Oculus. Meta's company. You put on your Oculus and you work from home, but you have your Oculus on all day. And it's AR technology and it's molding with real life versus that. And then if you want to play basketball, you go outside and you play basketball with friends with your Meta device on. It's like, so my entire life, I'm going to be wearing the screen? Like, what? What are you doing to us, Zuck? What an asshole. Because you know what sucks yeah, about that? Yeah, it's a lot. You know what sucks about that? This clown is making us do all this and wants to push all this. It's a dick move that he's doing. But then I says to myself, I go, I'm going to buy it, though, because that looks awesome. <laughs> it's like we're, we're at this point where it's just so cool. You know, like imagine if you ever do the trick of, like, putting your phone on the table, like when you're eating dinner and not look at your phone. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do that, and we also don't watch TV. It's probably one of the hardest things I do on a daily basis. It's a problem. Yeah, our, we haven't been strict on it in a while, but we try to put the, the phones on the table while we're watching the movie at night. And, yeah, e even just, like, before bed and you're scrolling, it's like, what uh, am I – like, I'm not even looking at anything. Like, what it – you know, it's nothing. Like, it's just – It's that dopamine hit, bro. Mm -hmm, it's you that crack. You get a little, bit focus. Of that, a little bit of cocaine, <laughs> like cracking it. That's it, man. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We find ourselves too definitely scrolling. And you know, the, the thing is people are so interesting. I think that's what it's kind of like a double edged sword. You know, I talk a lot of, a lot about this, but I always want to like meet people and I always want to, I'm always, I'm a people person, right? I just like interacting with people and talking with people and spending time with people. And it's hard to do face to face, you know, especially if, you know, this pandemic's going on or you have family or friends far away, the phone and these social media apps kind of allow us to have that human interaction. Sort of. I think it is a little bit of a dopamine hit. You know, if you look at if you listen to psychologists, that's what they say, right? It's like no different than you know, taking a drug. But what's crazy is like our body doesn't know what it is. So it's not like it's saying, oh, this one's the phone. So let's give them a hit of dopamine. Ones and zeros. Yeah. Yeah. So 
it I mean it's it's kind of good that we are able to at least do this, I guess. Cause imagine if it didn't exist and we were all locked down, you'd only be hanging out with Rachel the whole day, right? Like and that's not good either because interacting with just one person, there's a lot of competition and there could be resentment down the road and you know, you you want other interaction with people. So it's kinda good, but it's a weird spot because now we're like too far to the the wrong side, I think. We need to find that middle ground where it's like a little bit of phone, a little bit of interaction with people, right? We're too far gone, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's cool that we have the technology to be able to communicate, but at the same time, like spending genuine time with people without the phones, you feel a lot better afterwards. Like it, you just feel different compared to a Zoom call. That's so true. Well, even this right here, I mean, we just had dinner, you know, the other night. <clears throat> and I'm hating this. Yeah. What we're doing, <laughs> you and I, right now, this is garbage. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we've done podcasts, a lot of podcasts face-to-face. Just because technology can be a pain in the ass, too. Yeah. And, like, I was in the middle of a sentence, and you interrupted me just because you lagged out. Like, you didn't know. It's not your fault. But <laughs> fucking technology, bro. Like, <laughs> see, you're not able to kind of experience that human, like, the way we're supposed to. It's so crazy, man. But goddamn, what what are we supposed to do with that? I mean, now all these companies are going remote now. You know, Brenda just yeah. got the word 100% remote. No way in fucking hell they're going back to the office. No way. That means she's going to be looking at a screen and she's going to be looking at people as long as she has this job. She's never going to interact with people from work. That's crazy. Think about that. You're never going to physically see people at your job. What? That is a very new concept, yeah. It's a weird it's thing. Yeah, for sure. Because, for example, I'm in a networking group and you meet every week and we're on Zoom for uh, a little over a year. And we've been in person about two months now. And how I just feel so much more connected to the people there because, you know, you're supposed to give each other referrals and stuff like that. Like yeah, I've cool. given more referrals ever since we've been back for the past two months compared to that like whole time. You just feel like you care about those people a lot more being in person. Now for businesses, sure, if it's, you know, they probably save a lot of money not having people in person or, you know, some people may like working at home better. So, yeah, again, it depends on the business, but, and that's why, you know, getting out and being active and, you know, going for a run or joining a gym or doing a yoga class or a cycling class or something, just having that, there's something special about, like doing a competitive thing if you're not doing a networking class, which is great. I used to do those all the time. I need to get back to doing it. But if you're not doing that, you got to do something like it in a group setting because I think there's something cool about looking over at somebody and knowing that they're doing the same thing you're doing. And maybe it's not a competitive thing, but you remember like in class, like chemistry class or you're in science class or whatever and you're dissecting the frog and you're doing all this stuff. And then you look over at those other people that are doing it and like they cut the frog open a little bit more than you did. And you're like, motherfucker, I'm going <laughs> to, now I'm going to beat you. You know, like it's kind of, it's, it's that yeah. cool thing where there's no it's communication, good. but it, there's something happens that there's this fun competitive thing that you have. I think we all got to get back to that at some point. You got to do something like that. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being homeschooled or being Ugh. on virtual school? Ugh, no. And those, poor I would have hated that. Yeah. Those poor parents too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I I was even more upset when I was home. Like, I enjoyed going to class. You know, I was like, you walk, you get off the bus, and you're like, oh, I got to see my parents again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> you know, but now these, now these kids, these poor kids are in school all day. They're just at home and then they end up going it back. It breeds a lot of weirdness, not in a good way. Just not in like... a good way. A lot of Jeffrey Dahmer's, a lot of Ted Bundy's are going to come from this. I think <laughs> like there's going to be, there's going to be some weird folks. But... And I mean, this is going to get really dark, but just the poor kids where they're, parents are abusers and stuff like that they got to stay home and all these like weird just a lot of crazy shit yeah dude well and i mean you know if if i'm a parent and i had to homeschool you know it's going to be hard not to give them an ipad and just put them in a corner right and it's like what's the Mm long-term side effects of that you know but yeah but at the same time you got to be kind of empathetic a little bit because these parents are probably have a job as well so they're trying to like stay focused and you can't do both. They don't get paid enough. You know, uh, maybe they have to nanny. They may have to spend more money on a nanny or something like there's just, I mean, there's just so many moving parts and I don't think we're thinking a lot of the stuff through. We're just kind of like, I don't know if it's politically driven or if it's just, you know, we're trying to do the best we can because this is something new, but I mean, the Spanish flu was worse than this shit. And this like just rocked us just our country. Like other countries are handling it much differently. I don't know if they're handling it better. Uh, I mean, who am I to say? But my opinion is we're definitely not the ones handling it the best. That's for sure. I don't know if yeah. we're the worst, but I know we're not We're not the best practice. It's not like other countries are like, did you guys hear what the USA is doing with this thing? <laughs> it's revolutionary. It's fantastic. No one's saying that. <laughs> we just have the cool shit like Amazon and Facebook and Silicon Valley. So we're like, we're cool from a financial standpoint because we like scamming people and taking money, but the health and well-being of our countrymen, I don't know if we are the best practice. And then you add on top of it, Rachel and I were talking about this recently. I shouldn't even be saying this on your podcast. Just like there's so many obese people. There's like just so many people who are overweight and like, I feel like it's related because you were mentioning COVID and it's just like in the U S like it's crazy. Well, there's a reason why we have the most cases and continue to have this happen, whether we have the vaccine or not. And yeah, because it's obesity. It's 100% that. And that's totally okay. In fact, I encourage you to talk about that on my podcast because I talk about it too much. And people think I'm fucking crazy where they're like, why do you keep, you know, so I've even had people that say it's fat shaming saying that they should. Yeah, it is. And you yeah, know what? Yeah, I am F- fat shaming you. Yeah, fat shaming is a good thing. Okay. <laughs> fat shaming is a good thing. Because if you're fat, you're unhealthy. Okay, we're not saying you're you're ugly. Because I don't care what you look like. Because I don't want to have. Saying you're a bad person. Yeah, and I don't want to have intercourse with you, even if you were skinny or fat. Doesn't because I'm married. Like this is not about your looks, bro. This is about your health, well-being, and longevity of life. That's what it's about. So when someone says fat shaming, like, do they think we're fat shaming you because we don't like how you look because you're not attractive? No, bro. It's because you're going to die soon. You need to change your body mass. That's it. It's easy. <laughs> You're going to feel better. Like poor Adele. You remember what Aren't happened to Adele? Weren't you a personal trainer? Yeah. Before? Yeah, you should get back to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, dude, I was You're like... You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was this close to starting my own at-home training gym, but I was going to call it uh, Community Training Fitness, and I was just going to invite everybody in the neighborhood to come to my house, and I was just going to train them, and it was going to be like this thing where you could pay me or not pay me doesn't matter. You could give me five bucks. You can give me a hundred bucks per session, whatever you can afford. 
just come by and let's get healthy together. I was probably two weeks away from being unemployed more and I would have done it. I wrote up like a business plan and everything. I was going to do a, an LLC like the works, but I could see you being on one of those Peloton bikes, just talking like, Hey, you're not a bad person. You're just fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would be my, my buddy, uh, my buddy, Justin always says that when I was a trainer, I was like the, um, I was like Ben Stiller in dodgeball. Like I was that dude. <laughs> I can totally see it. Or what's the other one uh, with the kids at Fat Camp? It had Ben Stiller in it? Is that what you're saying? Heavy, heavyweights. Oh, my God, heavyweights. God, that's so old school. That's great. Yeah. I forgot about you. that. That is me. <laughs> that is more like me, yes. This definitely opened up a lot of people's eyes. I know a lot of friends and family members that are, like, starting to get into shape now, uh, which is good. You know, even even my wife, you know, she's in great shape. Um, she was in better shape, but I think we all maybe got uh, a little laxy daisy with COVID. It's just bound to happen. Depression and, you know, wine is in the fridge. Like, it's bound to happen, right? But she's been uh, working out like three, four times a week now. She's getting back to it. And she FaceTimes her friend that um, also wanted to change. And there's a couple of my friends that are dealing with the same thing where they're like, they need to get back into shape. And their body's like changing. They've never seen before. It's because we have never gone this long without human interaction. And then, of course, going outside and getting vitamin D is important. Having that interaction, there's certain hormones and chemicals in your brain, like dopamine, things like that, where you feel differently. And when you're not depressed and you start getting excited and you start getting your adrenaline going and your body changes, your heart rate goes up and down, your blood flows better. You know, when you're not uh, seated so much, you're standing more and you're active more. Naturally, your body's going to change shapes. I mean, there's a reason why you know, chimps and gorillas, they have huge upper body strength is because they're using, you know, their upper body to kind of crawl right on all four legs. And that's kind of how like we evolved to, we didn't evolve to sit down. We evolved to stand up and be active. So when this COVID thing happened, I mean, it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes if it hasn't already. Yeah. I've been editing a lot too much because I've got a bit of a belly and my pants aren't fitting as easily. So, oh boy, we got to get one of the standing desk, bud. That's what I have. That'd be sick, yeah. Yeah, those are good. They're like 300 bucks. It's that easy. And you have like a regular table. You can go on Amazon and you just get the get the legs that are motorized. And you just put the table on top of it. That's what I got. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. All right. We had some good little uh, spiffs there. People are going to get some value out of this, I think. No? I dig it. So and I'm what's excited your, for that. What's your website? Good little shout out? Uh, BlueprintProductionsFL.com fl.com i'm just over here speaking that's okay not thinking of it you just gotta remember anytime you see me just expect that i'm recording that's some somehow right <laughs> i'm over like oh yeah i probably wouldn't have mentioned that but yeah whatever yeah dude it's all <laughs> i could edit shit out no big deal but this is what i love about podcasts the authenticity of it you know not yeah not editing is, is is the way to go. There's been talks in the past of like removing, I think even Facebook used to have the dislike button, the thumbs down. You remember that? Like way back? I'm way back. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. They used to have it. Yeah. No, obviously now they don't. Um, but YouTube still has it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to, you know, seeing those. I mean, they're able to censor comments. There's nothing worse than not. Actually, I take this back. I think the the worse than not getting a like at all is getting a thumbs down. <laughs> like, For sure. Like, I don't even look at YouTube. 
unless it's a comment. And then if it's a legit comment, I like to engage with the audience as much as I can. Yeah, dude, there's nothing worse than a thumbs down. Like one video I had like, I don't know, 5,000 views and like 200 thumbs down. And I'm like, that's quite a bit. That's a lot. I mean, I mean, 5,000 yeah. thumbs ups and, and 200 thumbs down. And that's a lot of thumbs downs mm-hmm. in ratio. And you know what I mean? You know, I tell myself I'm stronger than no big deal. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Two hundred, whatever. Make it a thousand next time, fuckers. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, that's a lot though. <laughs> like two hundred people is a lot is of people. Something I said. Right. Is it the movie choice? Yeah. And you know, is it, it could, my hair? Yeah, exactly. It's most likely the hair. And you know, and it, it could also be like it was one of those videos where it was a review, and I I thought my review was very unbiased. I thought it was very objective. But, you know, maybe someone like I said, hey, what's up, guys? And they just didn't like my intro and boom, thumbs down. Like this even guy's a fag. Yeah. What a <laughs> fag with this intro. No, but that's that's what uh, someone I forget which video it was, but it was like one of my first YouTube videos after you and I filmed the intro, the new intro. And I thought my intro was like the way we sliced it together. I just thought it was dope as fuck. I'm ve- well, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Someone commented like the first couple of videos and they're like, yeah, I wasn't going to subscribe, but that intro sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the only person that's ever said that in my life. And I'm like, what? And I go back in his channel and he's got the stupidest content. And I almost wanted to say something I'm like, no, I'm going to take the high ground. But in the back of my head, I'm like, bro, like if you're going to leave something that raunchy, give me some feedback. Tell me what you think should be better. Because I'd like yeah. to know. Maybe he has good criticism. But to say something like that, when I know that that is a dope-ass intro. They're like, the bicep curls make you look like a douche or something like that. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that would have been more constructive than just like, yes. intro sucks. And I mean, honestly, I probably would have edited it out and took out the bicep curls. Well, no, because that looks good too, though. That, I had to get that going. <laughs> I don't want to take that out. That is a reality right there, buddy. That is not an Instagram nice. filter. Um, How do you like that new intro? I love it, man. It's great. It's perfect. Well, we got to add to it now, like you getting in the ice bath, like, yes, naked, something like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. At Butt least naked. just shirt off. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the ice bath, the sauna. What well, I love it because it encapsulates everything that I do, that I love, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about, right? It's like content. Like, what do you? That douchebag John 0642 or whatever his fucking name was, even if he didn't like it, it's, who cares? You know, you can't let that stuff get to you. But as long as you're creating stuff that you like and doing things you like, I think that's the key. Yeah. To make for you sure. Happy. I've actually been having trouble with that lately. Of like, so I post content on LinkedIn or Facebook to get clients. That's the reason why I post. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Sure to market and like sometimes i'm like you know maybe i should make a youtube channel about this like you know video marketing or like marketing in general or how you can make your own videos or something like that and i'm just like i don't really like talking about this stuff like i i enjoy helping business owners and how it helps them and like i like that part of it like having that relationship with them seeing them reach their goals and stuff like that but like i don't want to like sit around all day talking about how you can automate a process with different videos or like 
I don't know. It doesn't yeah. really like. So I've been having trouble of like I don't know, and and then I see Rachel like she's killing it, and I'm so happy for her. Like she's enjoys talking about fashion and makeup and stuff like that. I feel like I should be posting something because I'm capable. And you know, this is this is kind of what in the 48 minutes that we've been speaking, this is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. You just encapsulated everything because. Like you create content, that's what you do. You do it for businesses. That's what your whole business, and you're really great at it. You're great at it. And everybody that's working with it will say the same thing. But there's so much pressure, not necessarily to you, but just out there, man. There's so much pressure that, Ben, you should be doing something on YouTube. But you don't have to. But, you know, that's like saying, hey, Ben, don't think about elephants. What are you going to think about? You're going to think about fucking elephants. Elephants. Yeah. It's like... That's what's funky, man, is, you know, you're not going to make as much money as, let's say, Rachel will off YouTube ever if you don't start it. Right. But it's like, who cares? You know, but you could say that to your mind. Who cares? I don't need that. Let Rachel do it, whatever. But in the back of your head, there's a lot of fucking people that are less talented than you that are doing it. And you could do it and you could be great at it. But if you don't want to do it, then the content's not going to be where it needs to be. And that's kind of like. That's where we're talking about that gray area of the pressure that we get on one side and then like the quality of content on the other. It's like you're in this weird space where if I go do something I'm uncomfortable with, my quality might, you know, lower a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting to where like video is a hobby of mine, but at the same time, I don't go and post for fun anymore. Like I, like five years ago when I was going to Colorado, I would post like travel videos and like I have, like, zero desire to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's funny how it, like, transitions to where it's – and at that point in time, social media, it still is. But, like, that travel Instagram or YouTuber was very popular at that time. So that kind of yeah. is, like, an influence at that time. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been lost on, like, what I should post about or what I want to, yeah. you know, do. But, yeah. Well, I mean, just by talking to you and from what I know of you, I think if you were to create anything, I think you should create exactly what you're saying. What? Is you just look at a camera or maybe it's a podcast or audio, whatever, but you just, you talk about how you don't know and kind of walk yourself through the process of not knowing. I think that's interesting. You don't necessarily have to post it, but maybe you document it and maybe a year from now you'll see a journey come from it or maybe you won't. You know, maybe you won't yeah. ever share it with anybody, but I think that's kind of an interesting practice where you can talk through it and talk about the frustration of it because I think people could relate to it a lot more than you think probably. I think people would relate more to what you're saying than what Rachel does, if I'm being honest. Sure. Yeah, two different people maybe. No, it's funny. I feel like in the past year or so I've gotten being aware of yourself or people call it consciousness or yeah. stuff like that. Like reading books about like like law of attraction or learning about yourself and like being more in control of of your life and your emotions and stuff like that and that's kind of what i listen to a lot or like the books and, and stuff um you there's content on youtube about that kind of stuff like manifestation or sure. like letting go of a feeling or or whatever and it's like i don't want to like give information because i feel like i'm not knowledgeable enough to do that but um yeah it's funny 
one, I mean, that's definitely a, I mean, that's, that's good that you're self-aware enough to do that. And I even, you know, I even say that when I put stuff out there, cause I talk a lot about <clears throat> different topics. Some that are a little bit squirrelier than others. And that's one of the first things to say is I listen, I'm not the expert. You're squirrely for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like the, this is one I did on mental health. You know, the first, one of the first thing I said is, you know, I'm not an expert. And if you have a mental illness or you feel like, uh, you're being depressed, you should seek uh, professional help. I'm just here to mm-hmm. to kind of read off a few things that I read off the internet. That's what I say. But, you know, the reason I do it and the reason I tell you that it might be a good practice for you to just document that bullshit is because a lot of people can relate to, like, I don't know what to do. What do I do for a job? What do I do? Do I create this content? You know, should I put out? Mm-hmm. Because there is so many people on the other side of the spectrum, Ben, that are doing the fucking Gary V's of the world, you know, where it's like, create content now even if you don't know what to create just film and you're like looking at that you're like that makes no sense why would i do that? why would yeah. i just if i'm not putting it out if i'm not putting out content to educate people then i'm just putting out another page of useless garbage and i think that's why we have a lot of useless garbage out there is because people know that listen if there's a wreck on i4 you're going to whip out your phone you're going to film it you're going to stop and look at it because people like tragedy and they like excitement and they like anger and that's why they like horror movies and that's why we like action movies and we like to see shit blow up. So when people have that mentality and they go create content, there's no quality in that content. It's not real. It's not authentic. And I think that's why TikTok blew up so much is because there is less filters. You know, of course there is filters where you could fuck around with, but it's not like you're sitting in the background with a fucking beauty product and you're like, yeah, it's more raw. Just living my best life on the beach. And if you want to live your best life, check out LS Beauty here. Like, that's not on TikTok. TikTok's like farting and, you know, scaring your spouse and like real shit. And I think that's why it's funny. And I think if you did more of that where, you know, I've thought about that too, where just like looking at the camera and just talking about how much I hate YouTube. And I, the only reason I document and videotape stuff is because I like doing the movie reviews and I like doing the, all that shit. And it gets a lot of views. It gets more views than my podcast on you, but then my podcast on audio does better than anything I do. Obviously it's just kind of like that weird thing where I'm only doing it because I just like doing it. And if someone likes it, cool. But if they don't, who gives a shit? But then as this has grown into what it is, it's comforting to know that if 5% of my listeners message me at some point and say, yo, dude, I like this episode. I like that episode. Not only does it give you comfort that people are actually listening, but some of these people I don't even know, like I've never met them. And that's kind of fun because they learned something or they gave it to a friend or family and they, they learned it. And I never started it to do that. That's why I kind of say like bring up what you're talking about, which is you don't know what you're doing, but documenting it would be interesting because there's so many people out there that don't know what to do and there is so much pressure to create content. But you don't need to create content. But no one is out there saying, because it's kind of like contradictory, right? Like could you imagine if like Peter McKinnon on YouTube was like doing a whole video of, all right, guys, stop creating content. <laughs> yeah. Because that's his whole life. That's all he does. <laughs> For sure. But imagine the disruption. You know, that's why I really appreciated Matt D. Uh, Diavella. You follow him? Yeah. Yeah, he, minimalism he, guy. Yeah, he did that YouTube course, that anti-YouTube. Yeah. That's fucking genius, bro. It's pretty much like a add-on, a Google, a Google Chrome add-on, where it will um, not eliminate, but it will hide your likes your views on YouTube, the comments, it'll get rid of all that. 
and that yeah to i don't me know is, about that yeah oh you don't oh no do you need to check no. it out it's called um well he started his company slow growth essentially you're creating content for you not for anybody else mm-hmm. and it's this whole course and he has this other program where you can actually buy this extension for google chrome and it hides all the analytics for youtube super interesting but to me, that's like the, that's the disruptor. Yeah, that sounds boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I see where it's uh, where it's beneficial to the human brain. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. I'm gonna tell Matt that you said that. Yeah, you need to see. It. I'm gonna send it to you after this. It's just interesting because that's not gonna get a lot of love, a because YouTube yeah, is. That's what I'm, that's what I meant. Yeah. really. YouTube is a company that you don't want to fuck with, obviously, but because um, he blatantly says YouTube. I mean, it's it's an extension for YouTube, but it doesn't really affect YouTube's business model. Um, it's just a way to kind of keep. But could you imagine if someone was out there saying, hey, keep your content this way and that way to help your mental stability? Um, you don't want to put out a lot of content. You don't want to. Do, that's the opposite of every single social media yeah. app. Totally. So I don't know. It's. But I, what's the right way and what's the wrong way? You know, that's kind of what we're talking about is mm-hmm. like, that's the funky thing. I yeah. Know. I'd rather have zero followers and have a very peaceful, meaningful life than have, you know, millions and millions of followers like Dave Chappelle and the poor guy gets canceled. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucked up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like, uh, how have you, like, with your channel, I feel like for you it's easy to, like, label you and your interests. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're vegan, uh, you know, you like to make pizza, you work out, uh, fucking, uh, you're into Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, I just it's so funny how like for me and I think it relates to my business too, where like I help other people tell their story or like I help other people market and it, like, it's easy for me to help other people. But then I'm like, for me, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'd talk about. I'm like, no, I guess how you. did you like, how do you, have you ever overthought that like for yourself? Because, but you have a lot of different interests where it's just like, I feel like you just do it. Yeah. That's what's weird is I, you know, um, I haven't really thought about it too deep. I, I have, you know, like consciously I'm aware that there is a lot that I do. And my wife points out all the time. And I think that could be kind of a bad thing, like from a content perspective, but I just don't care, I guess. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like this whole like personal brand bullshit, I think is a, just, um, a really stupid way to, um, speak of humans. Like, I feel like, like what's my personal brand this year is different than what it was five years ago. So is that really my personal brand? If it's changing, like Nike hasn't changed their logo in three decades. Like, what are we talking about? What's a brand? What's the definition of a brand? A brand is something yeah, your that, values and yeah. So I think your values change and I think a lot of things change. So, I mean, as long as you're true to that brand, that is your personal brand. But, you know, we always talk about, you know, there's a couple influencers in particular that I know that, you know, say, Hey man, like, you should stick with the health and wellness thing. Like, don't do the geek thing. I'm like, what do you mean? Don't do the geek. Like, that's <laughs> like, do you know me? And I've known these people yeah. for years. 
in a long time. Yeah, you're a nerd. Like, yeah, fucking, a, I wanna, you know what I'm saying? Have you seen my office, motherfucker? Like, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? Don't do yeah. the geek thing. What a weird thing to say. I looked at him. I thought they were kidding. And like, well, you know, you would get more like views if you just focus on like the fitness aspect and this. And I was like, bro, listen to what you're saying right now. Why? I'm not doing this for a stranger that I, is listening to my podcast. I'm doing it because I like to do it. That's, I mean, whatever. I have a yeah. job. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking too much about it. Yeah. And it's just so many people have that mindset of even companies, you know, what's our brand? Let's. I don't know. You're look at all the companies that have happened since the pandemic, and you know uh, the Black Lives Matter and everything that happened with George Floyd. Like brands have changed, right? Like we've we've gone back, and Disney has changed and edited movies because it's not on par with their brand now. That's what. That's kind of crazy. Like I don't want to be that person yeah. where I'm doing something now just because it's trendy, and then I end up going back on it because trends change. But as long yeah. as I'm doing what I do and like to do, then I'm true to myself and I'm that's not gonna change. Twenty twenty years from now someone could go back and look at my tweets and I'm hundred percent confident I won't get canceled. Like I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Why do you make content then? I honestly yeah. don't I honestly don't know. I think maybe in the back of my head I, I wanted to monetize it. It literally all started organically with my first podcast and um, I love talking, as you know. I, I love hearing people's ideas and opinions and you know, it just so happens that podcast was the outlet that worked best for me. Like you can even go back on my YouTube. I think I even might've hit it <laughs> because they were so awful, but I had this YouTube channel where it was like a TV show and I called it getting socialized before. No, I, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. Thank God. But it was like just me talking to a camera about what happened today. It was almost like vlogging before it was vlogging. And I think I might have it somewhere in the archives, but I just like doing it. And Brenda, you know, I've been with her almost seven years and from day one, she just didn't want to listen to me for more than like two hours at a time. So every time, <laughs> every time she, every time she'd, she'd like give me the look where it's like, oh, okay, it's, it's halftime. All right. I need to go step away. And I would go step away and just like record. And then I just really liked it. And then like doing it so much that I didn't care. And then, you know, now it's like me spending all this money on studio shit. And I mainly do it because I just want the quality when I do have followers and listeners that listen to it i want them to enjoy the experience and be able to watch it on the big screen if they wanted to it makes me feel good when like people like you know they'll tag me they'll watch it on their like tv or they'll share their screen and they'll tag me on and they're like oh, i'm listening to this podcast with tony and brenda and it's hilarious and like that makes me feel good because i don't want to be like famous like that like i like to netflix and chill of course like everyone else does but there needs to be a few things that you watch and listen to that you learn a little bit yeah I feel like in some podcasts and some of the content I do, it gives a good escape from the bullshit fake stuff out there and that people could listen to me, but also learn a little something and maybe laugh a little bit and maybe like listen to some cool guests that maybe they haven't met before and network that way because networking's fun and I'm a big believer in networking, but networking it's challenging, especially for a, an introverted person. Yeah. The no, content cool, I, I create is like a good way to, to uh, be an extrovert in your own home type of thing. It's a good question. No one's ever asked me that. Why do I create content? I don't really know. Well, I think it was relatable because you're talking about money and it's like, okay, let's say you have all the money you need to do what you need or whatever, do what you want. And then it's like, well, do you have the desire to like make it super monetized, you know, monetized. So, you know, you make even more money. It's like, okay, well, it's not that then like, 
I feel like some people have some, yeah. yeah or, I mean, it, it can be good helping people with a certain topic or whatever. Other people, it's like fun to create it, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I think eventually if I was to, you know, make it big and things were able to get monetized, I would probably spend more money to have on more guests that I want to, that I want to have on. Cause you know, sometimes if you want to bring in like a celebrity or something, it costs money. Like you got to pay an agency to do that type of stuff. So I think that would be kind of cool where I would only spend money that way if I wanted to do it because then it would just make my podcast organically better. I think that's how I spend money. Yeah, no, I just want to do it to, to spread knowledge. I mean, similar to that kind of how you, you know, when you're creating content and you're working for a business, I mean, I know you, you organically are just, you're good at what you do naturally filming and, and, uh, and, and creating content and video business cards and, and dealing with, and it's a lot of practice and stuff, but you genuinely want to help these businesses though. Yeah, for sure. No, it's funny trying to like, it almost feels kind of depressing. Cause like, if you're looking at it from like a, like a content of like, I don't know what I talk about. I don't know why I do it if I had all the money I needed. And then it's like, <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, then it goes back to you saying that you don't need to be doing it. No, man. I mean, really, I was going to college and I felt just so lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, um, but I felt like I was supposed to be doing something impactful. Like I thought everybody felt that way. Like you're supposed to be like, you know, you want to do something meaningful. Right. And I felt like, I felt weird for feeling that way. Cause I was like, well, I can't think of like any career that I want to do. Hmm. And then at the time, I think like with Instagram or YouTube, entrepreneurship became more popular, more feasible, and people are talking about it more. You start to like become more aware of it. And that kind of like led me to like, oh, like, yeah, that's right. Like every business owner I know is like really cool. Like they, you know, they get to do what they want. Like they've made a lot of money. And then the more that I learned about these businesses, like they really just help people and uh, in whatever capacity that they do it. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I think I heard it on some YouTube video cause I still was like kind of lost. And they said like the most fulfilling thing you can do is just helping other people. So I was like, okay, how can I help people in a way that I enjoy it and I can make a good living simultaneously. I was like making videos, like I wanted to travel and stuff like that. And you're doing other types of videos, but it yeah. wasn't super fulfilling. And then I found more about the business stuff and that's been fulfilling to me. But that's why these conversations are kind of like funny for me or like they're, they're challenging. Cause it's like, I know I don't want to do this forever. Like, like to be, I mean, I feel spoiled saying this, but like, I don't even want to do the same thing for like another five years. Like, you know, to where you're doing client work and like, you're kind of like in the grind of everything and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, what's that? next thing gonna be and it's challenging to like look at yourself and what you want to do well i mean it's no different than like looking at yourself in the mirror as you as your body changes and and you get older or maybe you gain a little bit more weight you know there's something um when you literally look at yourself and you know you step outside and mentally just kind of reassess and be self-aware you kind of have a similar feeling when you look at old pictures of yourself and maybe you looked better back then, right, than you do now. And there's something that happens to us that 10 seconds, one minute, whatever long it takes, but you look at yourself and you're like, 
Ooh, there's like this weird chill that you have where it's like, fuck, man, I used to I used to do this. Like, what am I going to be like five years from now? And I think that's just all part being a human. That's kind of the scary part of, you know, we all evolved, you know, from I mean, depending on what you believe in, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, you know, it's we all came from <laughs> chimps. No, I mean, it's mm-hmm. we yeah. came from, you know, not talking to using tools and and uh, evolving. I mean, that's what that's what humans do is we evolve and we adapt and we change and we, I don't know if it's for the better, we continue to change and on a daily and weekly basis, yearly basis, we're always changing and we're always thinking something different and we always think the grass is greener on the other side and, you know, I feel the same way you do. It's like, what am I doing in five years? I mean, it, it's it's tough, man. That's the challenging part is not what am I going to do in five years, but within that five years, everybody else is going to be doing all these different things and it's a lot of pressure. How are you going to get the things that you want? And what do I really need? Like, do I need to get a house when I'm 35? Do I need to have my own car? Do I Should I get married? Do we have it at a church? Do we spend $20,000 on it? Like, what? There's so much shit going on out there. And we're getting so much information. And I think if we can more and more get into ourselves, and that's why, you know, I'm saying I'm focusing a lot more on my mental health now that we're spending so much time indoors we lose sight of a lot of that stuff with a lot of noise out there where we forget sometimes if you just sit back and, and you get away from the screen for a day, six hours, 12 hours, whatever it is. And you just focus on yourself and you focus on your well being. Sometimes that type of shit like you're talking about, like, you don't know what to do that. Sometimes it comes to you, you know, cause when you clear out your mind of all the bullshit, you know, like a good practice for me is try this. This is, I did this when I was unemployed is take a bunch of post-its write out on one post-it, you know, I want to do this today, or I have to do this, or I have to do this, or I have to do, and just write out on one post-it is one thing. It could be something you need to accomplish. It could be a goal. It could be uh, something stupid. It, it could be taking out Rachel to dinner, whatever. Put all this stuff, and wherever you spend the most time, let's say it's your laptop, put it around your laptop, screen, next to keyboards, on the table, on the wall, put all these post-its everywhere. And then just sit back and think for a second. Look at everything. And you'll get some perspective because you'll realize that all these tabs, these post-its, that's all in your head. Yeah, it's all thoughts. All that fucking clutter is in your brain. And you're thinking about that all the time. And it's kind of humbling. It's terrifying a little bit, to be honest with you. But I looked at all that and slowly I just started kind of like picking it apart and doing it, doing this, doing that, critiquing it, making it better, changing different colors. What I accomplished was like pink, you know what I mean? And what I need to accomplish is yellow. So like that practice, it really kind of opens up your eyes because you're like all the shit that is not on this wall, like what's on my phone and my followers on. None of that matters at that point when you're looking at that wall, right? Like it really yeah. puts things in perspective where you're like, fuck, dude. None of this stuff on this device matters. Like it's all, it's all on this wall. It's all on this laptop. And it was interesting to see, and it made me accomplish a lot of stuff that I haven't accomplished in a while. And uh, yeah, no, that's neat. Yeah, I got inspired recently, kind of random, but talking about this made me think about it. Like, uh, have you heard about that hashtag Team C's that just happened the other day? Like Mr. Beast and someone else. Oh no, but I know Mr. Beast though. Basically, they're partnering up with this nonprofit, and they have this like machine that collects trash that comes out of the rivers in these countries to where it and then goes to the dump. So, yeah, and then they're working on like 
trying to make a better trash management system in like Dominican Republic and stuff like that. Cool. And um, I was like, yeah, that'd be fucking dope. Like, I want to make videos about that. Like, it's, you know, it's changing the world. Like, people, not that I have millions of followers, but the person helping creating that, it's literally, and, you know, they're trying to raise like $30 million. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool. Like, yeah. making videos that like are meaning something to people dude that's that's huge and if you're i mean you should do that that's you know reach out and dm as many people as you can you know there's a lot of companies like four ocean that's also a good company the the number four and then ocean four ocean um they're a nonprofit, and there's another company called ocean cleanup they're also like designing this thing to go into the pacific garbage patch and that's where the current kind of takes everything. And there's multiple patches now, but these things are, you know, miles long and they're full of microplastics and it's just disgusting. So this company, Ocean Cleanup, is creating these like ships to kind of take and collect things. And there's a lot of companies like that. But if you reach out to all those companies, there's got to be one or two that, you know, even if you did something for six months, like an internship for free. Yeah. You know, it'd be super rewarding and it might be something uh, that leads to bigger and better things for you. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. just kind of, oh, it's funny looking at things from not a monetary standpoint, you know? And that's the hard part, no? Like, you want to be authentic and you want to have, you know, like, real content and do things you like, but you also enjoy clean water and a roof over your head, too. So it's like, <laughs> you have to yeah, you have to make money also. So it's it's kind of one of those uh, one of those challenging things. You know, whatever free time we have left, like, what are you doing with? Like, the free time I have, I obviously try to do the podcast, but... You know, I'm really passionate about this documentary uh, that, you know, I've, I've told you about and we filmed for that a little bit, but I've just been so busy that we haven't got a chance to. But that's something that actually is costing me money, you know, so I'm trying to be careful with that as well because I got a wife and we're trying to start a family, so I don't want to spend a fuck ton of money. But I'm really passionate about it because I think people get a lot of value out of it. And, you know, I want my legacy when I'm gone to, there's one thing that people could point out and say, I can't believe he, you know, did that. He opened up my eyes on this. Like, yeah. Whoa. So that to me is like something, and to your point, like if you were involved in that project, that's something you could go to sleep and feel good about, you know. But yeah, that's the cool thing about videos too. Yeah. Or you know, content. Yeah, we're so clouded, man, because everyone else is telling us the opposite. No, they're like, hey, man, you're never gonna buy, you're never gonna buy a house, or you're never gonna be in the stock market if you don't do this and that. And you're like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking yeah. about this? Yeah. But there's so much cool shit out there. It's hard not to to listen, right? Because you want a nice house. You want, you know, you want to go to fucking first watch because it's good food and a cool place to go, right? It's trendy. It's like you want to do all this. It costs money though, but you want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we do, man? Shout out to that chia seed pudding. Yes, bro. That's my go-to son with that granola and the blueberries and strawberries. Shut your lips. I know. Mm. It's like the only vegan thing on the menu. That's how I know. That's right. Well, that and the Avi Toast. The Avi Toast is a go-to. Yeah, man. But what do we do, Ben? What's, what do we do, man? What's next, bro? Someone listening out there, they don't know what to do, Ben. Okay? They got a phone. Right? They got a shit job. They're single. They're in their 20s. What do they do? What are they supposed to do with their life? There's so much going on out there, bud. There's so much noise. Well... There's a book called The Five Regrets of the Dying, and one of the regrets is not living a life true to yourself. So if there's something that you want to do, or there's something that you keep thinking about that you feel like you should be doing, there's probably a good chance you should just say fuck it and go for it. 
cabin. <laughs> I was trying to just give you a sound bite there. That's all Where's I'm using it for. Yeah, the, the other hundred and <laughs> well, however minutes we're at. What are we at? Uh, an hour and 20 minutes? That was all garbage. But that last 30 seconds, epic. That's, that's what one of the the coaches, my clients, I haven't even read the book, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> he told me about it. Yeah, that is a good like, one. That's, that's true. You know, not living a life true to yourself. That sounds... That I mean, great. I was going to be an accountant because... I don't know what the because I made six figures and it sounded like a secure job. Thank God I didn't do that. Oh my God, you would have destroyed yourself, Brad. Yeah. You know, there's another, there's another great book, um, The Four Agreements. Have you read that? No, I think I've heard of it. Oh yeah, uh, very, very popular book. So, I mean, essentially, the I don't remember what they are verbatim, but, um, like, I don't know if this is an order, so but it's be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally, which is a big one. Don't make any assumptions and always do your best. And that to me kind of is a great book, Four Agreements, super cheap paperback, but very popular. Yeah, just overall, just there's some good nuggets in there for sure. And I think all of it kind of comes down to is be the best human you could be and um, you know, take things with a grain of salt and don't let anything bother you. You know, because a lot of a lot of things are out of our control, and as long as, like you said, as long as you're true to yourself and you're doing what you like, I mean, that's all you could do, man. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs, but as long as you're doing what you like, I mean, that's all there is. No, I I really like that because I think at some point, like if you're not doing something or if you're not, you know, if you're not doing what you said you're going to do or or whatever, there could be a lot of mistakes that you make. You just start to like fucking eat yourself up with guilt and fear. And, uh, God, there's a lot of, so having principles like that, where you can like take action and live your life in a positive way, it helps when it's one, that's one thing where I actually like that you just shared that with me. I wrote it down because it's one thing to like mentally think about these things like, okay, where can I improve or, uh, you know, what's holding me back? What's like a thought that I've been having. And it's totally true. You know, you need to have the right mindset, but like having some principles that will, help you in a practical way of like how you're taking action, I think is really helpful. Yeah, dude. No. And I think I'm glad there's four cause five wouldn't make sense because when you're reading this book, I'll let you borrow it next time I see you. But when you're reading this book, you, you kind of envision like, at least I did when there's four agreements, I, I think of a table. It's even. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's even, you're right though. It's like the foundation of everything. There's a lot of books out there and there's a lot of great advice. And there's a lot of like, you know, shits on, on t-shirts that make a lot of sense. It's kind of interesting because if there was three agreements, it wouldn't make as much sense. It's almost like you can, you can start. And I was lucky enough to read this when I was in my twenties. So I think that kind of helped me build my foundation, uh, and allowed me to kind of mature and get older this amongst many other books, but it's like thinking grow rich. There's 13 principles. It's too much. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a great book, though. Yeah, I have that book, too. It is a great book, yeah. But goddamn, that's a lot. I don't remember all 13, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like some Anthony Robbins book, Unbreakable. I read that. I have that one, too. And it's a great book, too. It talks a lot about stock market and ups and downs and the bull market and all that stuff. It's just a lot. Anthony, you're giving me fucking 15 different things, bro. I'm not going to, like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to remember these principles. I got to explain this stuff to my wife. Like, I need to make sure this is easy. <laughs> Yeah, I just finished listening to Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and yeah, it's a lot. 
you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. there's some key principles, but like, it's just fucking like pounding you with information. But I mean, they do make it clear, but it's hard to remember everything, you know? I want to be like the bizarro Gary V. What do you mean by that? Like, you know, like bizarro, like Superman. There's Superman and bizarro. You don't know bizarro? You fucking. I don't think so. <laughs> you non nerd you. Like Bizarro is the opposite of Superman. So like, you go to his you go to his world and up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left. Ah. Uh, Goodbye when you arrive and you say hello when you leave. Like, it's the opposite. He's evil. Yeah, no, I don't recognize that guy. Yeah, well. That's cool though. Yeah, he's not a real he's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> you ha- you haven't seen him in the subway, no? Yeah. <laughs> No, he's a fictional supervillain. <laughs> I I mean that in the sense of like Gary V's great at what he does, but he's a little too intense, and he knows that, and he identifies, and he's self aware, and he's not going to change. He doesn't have to. But I feel like a lot more people could resonate with someone that's like has the same best practice that he does, but you know, is it more objective? Doesn't talk over people. Like he's he's so good at what he does. I love him to death. I still watch all this stuff. Uh, but you know, it's there's a lot. You know, it's like Anthony Robbins. Goddamn, he's incredible. But, dude, you're a lot to handle. Yeah, calm the fuck down. Yeah, like, relax. So, there needs to be someone that's... that's the Everybody has their own cup of tea, but yeah. There's just so much pressure out there. So, I think I think we accomplish a lot on this podcast. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Hey, no worries, man. This was fun. You made it happen, even with your shitty Wi-Fi and everything. We turn into a good educational podcast. There's some great nuggets in there for sure. Out of an hour and 30 minutes, an hour is solid, bro. For fuck real. yeah. Fuck yeah, man. America, fuck yeah. All right, good things, buddy. All right, bro. See you soon, huh? Yes, sir. All right, buddy.